anyway prosperity. It means you can prosper anyway. Anyway prosperity. We'll have it. You guys want some? It's yours. Amen. God gave it to us. Amen. Glory to God. I was telling him in the first service, I just got to chap the devil every time he hears that, that there ain't nothing he can do about it. Glory to God. Don't matter how hard he thinks, he ain't coming up with nothing that he can do about it. Glory to God. God's so faithful. So faithful. Thank you, Lord. Well, you saw those pictures of the Sarasota Sister Church. Amen. Good things are going on. They got all the steel up. And uh, all the poles that are coming down are down, and the roof is strong, and God's blessing it, and uh, it's, going, it's going well. But you can imagine there's lots of work, so you know where Brother Moore and Mrs. Moore are right now. And uh, good things are happening. Good things are happening. It's a, it's a season to get another church going, and we're going we're gonna to get it going, aren't we? Yes. God has uh, told us to do it, and we're going to do it. Yes. Amen? Amen? You guys excited about it? Yes. Yep. Now, now, if my parents would have told me when I was little that I was going to have a baby sister, I would not have been excited. <laughs> and I actually did get a baby sister, <laughs> and I probably wasn't excited. But now she's a real benefit to me, so that's really good. <laughs> Glory to God. God's so good. So, so good. You know, if we remember that, um, even that song we were singing that Kevin was talking about, that by His love He has made us free. We are, we are free to enjoy this life. We do not have to go through this life suffering and in pain and with lack. And, and we got a good God. We got a good Father who wants all good things for us. And when we remember that, that's what we'll have. Amen? It, it, you know, a lot of it is not letting yourself forget it, though. Right? Anybody ever had something bad happening to them, and about halfway through it, you're like, wait a second, I don't got to have this, right? And then you just stop it right there. But it took you halfway there to remember. You know, the next time you'll remember at the start, though, right? Yeah, because the halfway you went ain't that great, right? Glory to God. Well, we're going to talk about prayer today, answered prayer. Um, Several years ago, I was telling them in first service, and and uh, I'm so thankful that this did happen. But several years ago on Wednesday night, uh, Brother Moore asked me to start teaching on prayer and then praying. And that was my directive, teach on prayer and pray. I mean, on Wednesday nights, that's what we did. And as it went, I didn't realize how little I knew about prayer, but I also didn't realize how much more there was to know about prayer. And, and, to, and, to get, and, to, and to receive in prayer. And one of the things that he said when I started that out, and I'll never forget it because he still says it from time to time if people listen, unanswered prayer hurts faith. And it does. There's, there's way too much unanswered prayer in the church today. And, and there's too much accepting, acceptance of unanswered prayer. People will just, they'll write it off to tradition. They'll say, maybe this was that, just the way it's supposed to be. Um, you just never know what God's going to do. Uh, maybe I wasn't good enough. Maybe they weren't strong enough. Who knows? They, they'll come up with a thousand reasons why their prayer wasn't answered instead of finding out really why it wasn't and getting your answers. Because we're a people that should get answers from God. God desires to answer our prayers. He, he wants to hear from us. He wants to answer us. And out of His love, 
that He's put in us, He's given us the ability to pray for ourselves and one another on a level that no one else can do. Because of love, we can pray, we can pray for people that are unlovely. Amen? <laughs> right? That verse that Dwayne was just talking about, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. You can't do that in your humanity. Man, somebody curses you, what do you want to do? Curse them right back. Somebody smacks you in the face, it ain't a question of whether you're going to give them a chance to smack that other cheek in your flesh. But the love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts, it puts us on a higher level. It seats us together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And, and we are able to do things that other people aren't going to do and accomplish things in the earth that other people will never accomplish. And Christians that believe in prayer, Christians that truly believe that prayer opens the door for God to, to use His mighty power, they get things accomplished. Amen? They, they, they help God get things accomplished in the earth. Amen? So let's look at, uh, let's start in 1 John 5. And we'll believe for utterance. God will help us. You don't want to hear from me. It'll be weird, it'll be weird English and boring. We want to hear from God, and we want to know what God has to say about prayer. And uh, many people who are who come and we, we pray together on Wednesday nights have heard some of this, but there's something new in it every time. You know, we pray on the same verse for the nation every Wednesday night. We've been doing it for the, since the church started nine years ago, and we ain't had to find a new verse yet. You know, I don't think there's going to be a Wednesday night where we come up and say, 1 Timothy 2.1, it's exhausted. We're going to have to find something else to claim to pray over the nation and over the kings and all those in authority because that one's that we've used it all up. We emptied out 1 Timothy 2.1 and 2 and on. No, that is never going to happen because this is an infinite living word. Amen. And it lives and it breathes and it goes on and on and on and it worked. It has worked since the day it was spoken and it'll work forever and ever and way beyond me and you. Amen. And do everything that God has spoken it to do. Amen. Amen. First John five, starting in verse fourteen. Glory to God. says, and this is the confidence that we have in Him. Glory to God. You can stop right there for just a second and realize that's the beginning of prayer. The confidence that we have in Him. We, don't, we may not have confidence in Dave. We may not, may not have confidence in Rodney. We may not have confidence in who we, But in Him, we have a boldness that we know who we are in Christ. We know that we can come before God and ask. We know who our Father is. We know we're loved and we know we love Him. Yeah. Amen? And that's important because that's your confidence. Your confidence has to be that God loves you. Amen? That's your father you're getting ready to ask. Right? Now, if you weren't confident that your father loved you, <laughs> you might not ask, right? There's a confidence in it. My, uh, my, I was telling him in first service, my daughter, just the other day, yesterday I think it was, she said, she came upstairs and said, Dad, need $20? Give it to me, thanks. <laughs> Had no problem with it whatsoever. Wasn't concerned whether she was going to get it or not. Knew it was my will. Knew I loved her. Confidently came up to me and said, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need $20 for today. 
Before I ever reached into my wallet, she knew she already had $20. She was confident, and she got her $20. Now, on the other hand, there are days where she'll ask me, not according to my will, Dad, I want to go here and do this. And I'll say, no. But she doesn't ask so boldly when she asks. Usually she'll ask in a text, actually, when it's something she knows that Dad ain't going to like. I guess a text is better than than actual voice. So I'll get the text that says, Dad, I want to go camping with Bob. I'm like, yeah, new, no, new, and no. You have not asked according to my will, and you will not receive those things that you have petitioned for. <laughs> Glory to God. But she knows my will. We know God's will. And it says... This is the confidence that we have in Him. We know who He is. We know who we are in Him. And because of that, we can come confidently to Him with our request. Amen? It says this is the confidence we have in Him if we ask anything according to His will. Now, people have made a doctrine out of that. They've decided that's why God doesn't answer prayers. They've decided we know His will. You want to know His will? Read the book. If you've got a situation or a circumstance in your life and you don't know the will of God, it's in here. Everybody say, well, and they'll say, well, no, my situation's not in there. Yes, it is. He covered everything. His his instructions are perfect. His word is true. And there is an answer for everything in this book. You can know the will of God. You don't judge the will of God the way religion, r- religious people and religion has judged it. Religious people, they judge it according to what's happened in their life. They, ju- they prayed, it didn't happen, they must not, it must not have been God's will. It, it don't matter that they've got 20 verses that tell them what God's will is concerning healing, but yet because they don't, did not get it, well, we know why. We know why I didn't get it if I did it that way. Right? You don't receive. Everybody doesn't receive on the same basis, and everybody does receive on the same basis. You guys still with me? It's just true. Number one, we got to know God loves us. And then we're confident. Amen? And if you know God loves you, you know God. And you know His will. You're not going to be out there asking crazy things. You know His will. You know He wants you well. You know He wants you prosperous. You know He's got joy and peace for you. You know that He's made unto you all things, and He'll let you know what you don't know. He said, said, you know what? If you don't know it, just ask the Spirit. My Spirit will reveal all things unto you. So there's not something we can't know. So when we're praying, we can't go with this 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 escape method, this is this is people's escape. This is what they call, I don't know why it didn't happen, so I'm going to make an excuse. It must not have been God's will. New doctrine, born. Truth, no. Amen? When we know God's will and we pray God's will, then we know that He hears us. Amen? Not a, but why do you know He hears us? Because you're confident who you've been made in Him. Amen? You know that He hears and you know that you're praying according to His will. And if you know these things, you'll have those things that you ask. Amen? It doesn't just say... Well, let's look at it again. 
says, if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And then it's going to say it twice. In, in 15 it says, and if we know, He hears us. <laughs> it doesn't just say He hears us. It says, if we know that He hears us. This is something, it's that confidence. It's going back to the first of the verse. You've got to have that confidence that you know that He hears you, that you know He wants to hear from you. Amen. He's our God. He's our Father. He's listening for you. What's it say? He says, His ears are open. His ears are attentive to the prayers of the righteous. What's that mean? It means He's actually listening to hear from you. Amen. He's he's just not hearing a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. He's saying, what's Dave asking for? And we've got to believe that. You've got to believe that you're that important to the Father God. That makes your prayers valuable. The things, the things that we don't know about, about His love for us will keep us back from His best for us. Everything we have in Him was born through His love. Amen? And everything you'll get from Him will be born through His love. His love for you, His love towards you, you will get it through His love. Amen? And when we have confidence in that love, and that makes us that love that made us who we are in Him, then we begin to receive the things that we have in Him. Better yet, we refuse not to receive them. We, we believe that when we pray, things happen. When we ask, we know that He hears us. And because we know that He hears us, what happens? Whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petitions we desired. But you got to do the whole verse. You know, I read that verse for you. I am so thankful to the Moors for letting me teach prayer. I knew nothing about that verse. Oh man, I could quote it, so can everybody else. Oh, I'm going to ask because it says if I ask anything according to His will and believe that He hears us, then I'll have the things that I've asked Him. No heart, no knowledge. No confidence. you got to have that boldness, that confidence in who you are. And if you know who you are, look at, look at the verse before. Look at the verse 13. 1 John 5, 13. These things I've written to you that you may believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And then the next verse starts... And this is the confidence. You may believe, go back to 13. Let's make it all go together because there was, no, there was no, nothing stopping him when he was talking this. He said, and that you may believe in the name of the Son of God and we have this confidence because we believe in the name of the Son of God, because we know we can have this confidence in what we do. Amen? And we can know, doesn't matter how many years religion hasn't had it, it doesn't matter how many prayers you've prayed and that they haven't gotten answers. It's not that they haven't gotten answers. They never got heard. So you mean God wasn't listening to me? No, you didn't believe He heard you. (laughs) If you don't have the confidence, you don't believe in the hearing. People say, well, that's just rude that he wouldn't hear me. He wants to hear you. His ears are open and he's attentive to hear from his children. He loves us. But we have to believe that he hears us. And then when we know that he hears us, when we know that he has heard our prayer, we know that we have the things that we've asked of him. 
Amen? Change your whole... One verse, change your whole prayer life. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Lord, that they let me teach prayer. (laughs) I should say, thank you, Lord, that they let me be taught by teaching prayer. Because I knew nothing, and the further I go, the less I see I knew and and know. The further you can go with the Word of God, because He's good. And everything He writes to us, He's getting it. He's trying to get something to us. And He's saying, if you do it this way, if you have this confidence, then you'll have those things. And that's what He wants. He wants us to have those things. He wants us to have His will in our life in every day. Amen? If, if you're sick, He wants you well. It's His will. If you got bills due, and He wants you, He wants them, He wants your needs met. Amen. If you got, if you're depressed, He wants you, He wants you up. He wants you full of joy. And He's made provision through the blood of Jesus, and He's made provision through the death on the cross and the resurrection for us to have all these things in Him. So that if we ask anything according to His will, we can have the confidence. That He hears us, and if we know He hears us, the confidence that we have those things, this confidence works all the way through it. Confident prayer, answered prayer. Amen? Not just confident. You know, you, you, I don't care how confidently you say it. You know, I've heard people yell at the devil, and he didn't move an inch. Why? They weren't confident in who they were. That's right. Right? They were getting ready to be one of the seven sons of, what, Sceva or whatever his name is. They're getting ready to get stripped and run away naked. Confidence is who confidence in Him is who makes us who we are and enables us to speak as His sons of, as His sons and daughters, Amen. So that when we speak, we know that He hears us and we know we have the things that He said that we've asked. I mean, Amen. Certainty, certainty. We need to be certain that what we say, that we believe, that when we pray, we have the things we pray. Amen. Let's look at a couple places. Look at Psalm 55. Psalm 55. You guys okay? Like answered prayer? I bet you the people you're praying for would too. Amen. You know what? My mom was known for praying and getting answers because she believed God. You know what? She got answers. You know what? It's amazing how many people used to ask her to pray for them. That's who I want praying for me. I want people to get answers. That's right. Right? I don't want people that wonder. I don't want I don't want the well, Lord, if it be thy will, take care of poor old Dave. He ain't much, but he's yours. (laughs) (laughs) Glory to God. He's yours is the key to that. Amen. And that makes him much. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Where did I tell you to go? Uh Psalm 55, verse 16. David. What's David say about calling on God? As for me, I will call upon God. That's pretty strong. He's he's not thinking about calling on God. As for him, that's kind of like as for me in my house. Right? he's He's not mincing any words here. As for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Not only will I call upon Him, I'll have what I've called upon Him for. That's confidence. That's com- David was confident in God that loved him. He, was be- he believed that God loved him. 
Not just that God loved, but God loved him. Everybody could believe God loves, but you got to believe God loves you. And you got to have confidence in that love, that he desires to do these things for you, that he has these things for you, that he wants these things. His desire is greater than your desire to have them. Amen? And that he's made a way to get them. Glory to God. He said, I'll call upon him and he will save me. Then he said, evening, morning, noon, I'll pray, cry aloud, and he'll hear my voice. That's confidence. That's how certain prayer is. That's how certain we need to be when we pray. We don't need these mamby-pamby, wishy-washy prayers. You know, oh God, I, if you just hear me this one time, I know I've not been the greatest. I, I know I've not prayed a lot. And, and I know my words might not just be perfect. But if you just hear me this one time, I'm in just such a mess. No, he don't care. David was in lots of messes. Did David make a couple of messes? David wrote this. Amen? And he said, evening, morning, noon, will I pray, cry aloud, and he'll hear my voice. He was confident that God loved him. David was the apple of God's eye. We are the apple of God's eye. Amen? When we talk, he listens. you got to get that. He could hear, you know what, I was telling him in the first service, I could hear lots of people. If people just started talking right now, I could hear lots of them. But I'd have to get specific to listen to one. Amen? It's not that he just hears us. He's listening for us. He's listening to hear from you. He's listening to hear you ask. He wants to hear you ask. He's listening to us. And if we know he's listening to us, we have what we ask. Amen? David knew that he was being listened to. Amen? Look at Psalm 86. Glory to God. He's helping us today. We we not only want to pray, we want to be prayers, faith prayers. We want to be that not just so you can get your life fixed. People who pray in faith pray for one another that they may be healed. Amen? Amen? They, they pray for one another, they, right? They, they believe with and pray. I want people in faith praying for me. You want people in faith praying for you, don't you? We want to pray in faith. We want to pray with confidence, knowing the love of God, knowing who He's made us to be in Christ, and having the things we ask at every time. We want to know how certain we can be about these things. Amen? Psalm 86, verse 5. For thou, Lord are good. Man, you just got to know that right there. You know that, and you can go places that nobody else can go. You got Christians all over the world that will never go where that just those little bitty words will take them. Lord, you are good. If you know that, you can start having things that His goodness wants you to have. Amen? You're good. That's when you pray, you don't want to pray to a bad God. People that when 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 religion blames him for things and and causes his name uh, injury, then then they take away from the body of Christ. They take away because they cause people to believe wrong about him, and what you believe about him is what you'll receive from him. If you don't, and I don't mean you'll receive bad, so don't, don't take that wrong. You won't receive His goodness if you don't believe He's good. That's right. Why? You won't ask for it. 
And if you ask for it, you won't ask in faith. Why? You don't believe He's good. You've been taught all your life, just like I'd probably been taught, sometimes God answers you, sometimes He don't, sometimes you have to learn by mistakes. Right? Sometimes He'll put sickness on you to teach you. He'll knock you down so you can look up. (laughs) God knocks you down, you ain't going to look up, be guaranteed. (laughs) If God knocks you down, you ain't ever getting up or looking again. Amen? And He ain't going to knock you down because you're good. He's good. And He's got good things for you. And He's not going to knock you down. He's not going to put you back. He's going to lift you up. He's going to give you all things to richly enjoy. Amen? Amen. He's, here, he's here to help us, not here to hurt us, and He don't use hurt to help. Right? There won't be a day where He employs the devil to help fix you. Yeah. God, Satan, you know what? I've been working on Dave for years. And, and he just ain't getting it. I'm going to need your help. I can, I can barely say that without laughing. God ain't ever, never, ever, never asking the devil for no help. Because the devil can't help. He don't know how to help. He only knows how to destroy and confuse. And he ain't getting near one of God's children. People say, well, sometimes he allows it. No. I have allowed Satan access to my life. God has never allowed Satan access to my life. Glory to God. Why? Because just like David said right here, Lord, you're good and you're ready to forgive. See, because there's the next thing. People say, yeah, but I've been bad. I've been ugly. You you don't know. You, You don't know where I've done some horrible things. For thou art good, ready to forgive. What's that mean? Just ask. He he is on ready. His forgiveness is waiting on you. You're not waiting on His forgiveness. He's ready to forgive. Amen? And they say, well, but I've done a lot. And say, well, He's plenteous, plenteous in mercy. So I don't care how many things you've done. He's got so much mercy, you can't measure it. And that's His love. That's His, that's his qualifier right there. He says, I'll qualify you with mercy. Beat that one. You can't. It reaches everything. Oh, here's some grace. So now you're done. I got, come up with something greater than mercy and grace. There ain't nothing. Glory to God. And He's plenteous in mercy unto all. Not some, not part, not many. All. All who call upon Him. Who? What all? The all that believe He's good, that'll be forgiven, will receive His mercy, and call. He'll pick up the phone. He'll pick it up every time you call. He never missed one. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's confidence. That's that's 1 John 5. He's confident in who He is, who Christ has made Him to be, or in God who's made Him to be at this point, who God has made Him to be, that God loves Him and desires good things for Him, and that there's not one moment in time where He can't reach up and get Him. Amen. Amen? Glory to God. 
That's the God we serve. Isn't it? How do we access it? Confidence. Faith. Amen. Go to Mark 11, 22. You reckon Jesus ever taught on prayer? Think He knew anything about prayer? I reckon He did. Jesus teaches on it. That's when you sit back and listen. And then you rewind it. And you listen again. And you rewind it. You say, you can't listen. Yeah, you can. You can look at it and read it. And you can just tell He's saying it. It's got them red, those red letters are blaring out at you. And that's the Word of God. Amen. That's not just the Word. That's the Word of God. When it's spoken that way, it's, it, it's truth. It's, re, it's, it's life-changing. It's transforming. Amen. Glory to God. Mark 11, starting in verse 22, Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. I like to change it on on Wednesday nights to have faith in love. God is love. He's saying have faith in love. Have faith in God's love for you. Have faith in who God is, the very being of God. Have faith in what God thinks about you. Have faith in God. Amen? This is the beginning of true faith. Right? A lot, a lot of people say, hey, they just read that and say, have faith. It says have faith in God. That, that would include all of His being. Amen? Have faith in His goodness. Have faith in His mercy. Have faith in His grace. Have faith in His peace. Have faith in His love. Glory to God. And when we have faith in those things, that's, that's the beginning of what you do with the next part of this. Without that... There's no reason to read the rest of this. Amen? This is Jesus teaching on faith and how to get answers. He said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe in his heart. He's still talking about people that have faith in God. Don't doubt in your heart, have faith in God, but believe in your heart, have faith in God. Hmm? Right? That you have those things that you saith, and it shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Have faith in God. Believe in who he is and who he's made you to be. Have confidence, right? Part of it? You guys with me? Have faith in God. And then he goes on in verse 24, and then he starts talking about prayer. But he says, therefore, he's still in the same teaching. Have faith in God, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray. Don't doubt in your heart, but believe in your heart that you have the things that you pray. Huh? Would that be true? Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Have faith in God. That's praying. When you pray, you want to pray and have faith in God. Don't pray and not have faith in God. You've got to have faith in God, pray, ask, believe, receive. Amen? Why? Because you have faith in God. You have faith in who He is. You have faith in who He is to you. And you have faith that He desires what you're saying what you're praying. You know His will. You know He's good. And you're praying for good things. And you're receiving the good things you're praying, right? How's faith work? By love. You can't have faith in God without love. You're having faith in love, right? 
Well, you better because the next verse is going to get you if you don't. Verse 25. And when you stand praying, forgive. Ooh. Well, God, can't I just have verse 24? Can, could I just stop right at verse 24? Because I can believe that I receive, but I don't know about this forgiven stuff because you don't know what they've done. Jesus, God not only knows what they've done, He's already forgiven them. Are you going to operate at His level or yours? He's given you the ability to operate at His level. His level forgives. His level goes on. His level. Why? Because love forgives. That's what love does. If you can't forgive, you can't love. It's true. Well, what happened? John 3. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. How so? He forgave our sins. He redeemed us through the forgiveness of sins. He washed us clean. He forgave us. Why? Love forgives. That's what it does. Amen? It's a quality of love. It forgives. That, that's what God does. He forgives us. Amen? And He says to pray effectively. And to believe me, you've got to act on that same level because with the, with the measure you meet, if you will, he says, he says, if you have ought against any, that your Father in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Forgive so that you may be forgiven. Why? Because if you can't forgive, you don't know the importance of forgiveness and you can't love. And if you can't love, faith don't work. Well, well, but you don't understand. You, you just don't understand, Dave. They've done some bad stuff. You, you don't know. You don't know what... You've never seen them. You don't know how mean they can be. It doesn't matter. Jesus died for them. The love of God can put ability... has. Let me rephrase that. The love of God has put ability in you that you have to access by faith. Amen. Amen. And by faith, you can forgive and truly forgive and it be done. Amen. And that love is in you. You say, well, I can't do it. Yes, you can. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you have the love of God shed abroad in your heart. And if you have the love of God shed abroad in your heart, you can forgive. You may not have been able to before that love, but now you have that love. You have no excuse except for refusal to use it. Right? You don't want to refuse to use it. You want to forgive. Not because you want your prayers answered, because you love people. Your unforgiveness towards them is holding them back. You love people. Why did God forgive us? He loves us. He wanted to be with us. He wanted us to be with Him. So He forgave us so we could come. Right? And He said, come on. You can, you can belly up right next to me now. You can come, sit right next to my side. You can, you can learn from me. You can be with me. You can be my people. I'll be your God. I'm your Father. Come to me. Why? Because He loves us. All this, when you begin to pray, the, the, the foundation is His goodness and His love towards us and for us and for all men. Right? Because you won't pray effectively if you don't love people. Right? Because if you don't love people, you don't care. 
Right? Well, let me go this way. I have not walked in love before, so you can learn from me. And I tried to pray, and it didn't work. You know why? Because I really didn't care. That doesn't say anything good for me, but it tells you that I'm a human and that everybody has that capability to not care. What are you not forgiving? Why would you judge them? Because if you're not forgiving them, you're judging them. Right? You've, you've laid the gavel down and said, guilty, unforgivable. So you're judging them. And what are you judging them of? Being just like you? I didn't say acting just like you. I said being just like you. Without the love of God, you have every capability to do the exact same thing they did to not be forgiven. Without the love of God, we don't have the capability not to do it. You know, it's like saying, I wonder why that sinner sinned. You know? I remember when I used to say stuff like that. Why would they do that? Well, it's like God's up there saying, duh. Same reason you did. Glory to God. We're not judge. We're lovers. We love His people. We want to pray one for another. I want to pray effectively for everyone I pray for. I want to know that when I begin that prayer, I have confidence in the love of God for me and the love of God through me for them and the love of God for them. I want to have confidence before I ever speak a word that this is a done deal. Amen? And if you're praying for me, I want that same confidence. Right? I don't want somebody praying for me that don't love me. Right? Glory to God. But when the love of God shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit, we now have the ability to pray for all men. How do I know? He asked us to do it in 1 Peter 2. He said, pray for all men. Who was he asking? People that would pray in faith that works by love. He gave us everything we need. He gave us faith and he gave us love that works by. And then said, pray. Why? Because if you'll pray, you'll open the door to my power and I'll come in and I'll fix and I'll come in and I'll heal and I'll come in and I'll make whole and I'll clear their mind and I'll, and I'll take Satan out of their picture for life and he will no longer have authority over them and they will be well. Amen? Because of that great love. You want to pray from that position? That's the position to pray for. Amen? Forgiveness. People who judge won't forgive. Right? We don't judge. We forgive. Right? It says, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. So you, by not forgiving, you wipe out verse 22, 23, and 24. Why? Because now you're not forgiven. If you're not forgiven, you have no confidence. If you have no confidence, you're not going to ask. If Even if you ask, you ain't going to get it because you got no faith. So it ain't going to matter because he ain't going to hear you and nothing's going to happen. Right? But if we do these things, if we say and if we pray and if we forgive and if we love and if we choose to do the things that God's asked us to do, then we have confidence before Him. We have confidence of who we are in Him. And then we begin to ask what we will and we have the things we've asked. Why? Because we know He hears us. We know He's pleased to hear from us. And we know that He desires to have what we're asking Him for. 
Amen? Because He's a good God. Glory to God. Is that okay? Glory to God. Let's go to Matthew 7. Praying is is important. Praying is something God has asked us to do. He has asked us to ask. <laughs> it's like a tongue twister. He's asked us to ask. He did. He know he knows what he wants us to ask too. So why do he have yes? Because he gave us authority here on the earth. He's going to work through us. He works through his people. Amen. And 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 that's that's the way. He's not going to change because he doesn't have to. His way is perfect. Amen. When when he said pray for laborers to come, to to go into the fields because the harvest is ripe. Do you think he's just saying that? Because he didn't really need it. You know, he's God. If he needs laborers, he can send laborers. No, he said pray for laborers. Why did he say it? Because that's how you get laborers. Right? Why do you make it so hard? It's not hard. Lord, send laborers. Look at that. I did it right in the middle of a sermon. I think my mom prayed it every day when I was in high school. Lord, send laborers to Dave. It's not hard. He's got a way, and it's a right way. If we don't understand everything about it, which we never will, because He's way bigger, our thoughts are not His thoughts, I don't have to understand. I have to believe. And as I believe, I gain understanding little by little. I understand a lot more now than I understood nine years ago when I started teaching prayer, or probably six years ago actually when I actually started teaching Why? Because he's, He's revealed it to me by His Word. He's revealed it to us. On Wednesday nights, to us, together, we've been praying. We've been praying for years, and we're going to keep praying. And, we're going to, and, and good things have happened. People say, well, the nation's still in a mess. It ain't nearly as big a mess as it would have been if we didn't pray. People say, how do you know? Because His Word says, if I pray, He'll do things. So I know. And they say, well, but you don't know. Yes, I know. Why? Because His Word says so. And I don't doubt him. You know what? The world's not nearly as big a mess as the as the news makes it. <laughs> it's not. You know, you, you you hear about something and they they put up big old words on it. Me and Kim were watching the major disaster, the, the ginormous, and and I mean they got to find words that that make it sound. And and it, yes, it's bad. But why do you need to make it sound worse? Why don't you help? I'm looking for the better report. Yeah, it was pretty bad, but look at that house that made it. Glory to God. Oh, it was awful, but these people are still alive. There's way more good things happen than bad. Why? Because we prayed. And we opened the door for God to come in and, and He worked what He could. He was as merciful as He could be. He did everything He had a right to do. Amen? Because we prayed. And because He asked us to pray. Did I say go to Matthew 7? Go to Matthew 7. Matthew 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given to some. Hmm? Ask, and it could be given. Ask, and it could be given to you. Well, now, guys, it would be a lot easier if you believed it the way I said it right there. Because, let me explain, because you probably don't know my story. But see, my great-grandma, 
church every day, read the Bible, great. Oh, man, she was good. And and she loved people, and she did what God said, and, and she got sick and she died. And she asked to be healed. So it must be could be given to you, right? Now, come on, you guys got to believe with me here because I got to start a new doctrine. No, 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 and no. My great-grandma, and that's a story, by the way, that's not truth, but my great-grandma's experience or lack of experience does not change the truth of God's Word. God's Word says, ask and you shall receive. It said that word, just like Brother Dwayne said, is must. Ask and you must receive. Amen? It says, seek and you might find. No. Well, now, I know some people have been looking for a long time, and they still seem to be very confused. And, you know, they've searched Buddha, and they've looked at... And, and you know, God's everywhere. God's everything. God, no! Seek God, and you'll find. Amen? Knock, and it shall be open to you. For everyone, not some, Everyone. So then people say, well, now, I've done all that, and, and I'm part of everyone, and that's not happened. Your sentence won't fit. It won't fit in this Scripture. Right? Let's go back to Sesame Street. One of these things just doesn't belong here. One of these things just isn't the same. Can you guess which thing just doesn't belong here? By the time I finish my song, have you guessed yet? Your experience or lack thereof does not belong. Get it out. Get rid of it. It don't go there. Start believing this. And if you haven't had it, start having it. We want answered prayers. We want seek and find. We want ask and have. We, we want answers. Why? Because God wants answers. He doesn't want unanswered prayer. It hurts faith. It hurts people. <coughs> people that believe, that truly believe that God did not answer their prayers are hurting. They're hurting inside and they don't understand. And God loves them and He cares that they're hurting. But he's got, He can do nothing about it unless they'll just acknowledge that He's good. They don't need the understanding. They don't need to know why. They, God is good. He'll heal you and then forgive you. That's how good... We talked about it in first service. The man at the pool of Bethesda. Bethesda? Is that where he was? He was at a pool. Right? And Jesus comes up and says, Would you be made whole? And he whines for a paragraph, but he says yes. He just says it in a whining. He's got, he's got a little whining to it. Right? Well, I'm trying in the pool if they stir it and I can't get there. i got nobody to help. You know, basically that's yes. It's a whining yes. Yes, I really would. Jesus said, get up. And he got up and walked. A couple verses later, Jesus comes over to him and he says, don't sin anymore lest something worse happens to you. Wow. Healed, then forgiven. See, so many people are saying, I'm not good enough. 
This, this is, I, I can't get that. I, I can't just pray to God. You don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. That's condemnation. There's, there, there, is therefore, there is now, therefore, no condemnation to we who are in Christ. For the law of the Spirit of life has made us, made us free from the law of sin and death. Amen. We're made free. And it goes back to 1 John 5. That, that's our confidence. It's who we've been made, not who we were. I don't pray from who I was. I pray from who I am. And if I pray for, from who I am, I'll have what I ask. Glory to God. Everyone that asks receives. Everyone that asks receives. Everyone that seeks finds. To him that knocks, the door is opened. Period. He, did, he didn't put ifs, ands, or buts in there. Right? <laughs> ifs and buts were candy and nuts. What a Merry Christmas we'd have. Right? He didn't put them in. He did not say it. He said everyone. Amen? And people say, well, I hadn't found that to be true. Why? You didn't read the next verse. You didn't read the next verse. Because, again, Jesus is preaching, and He's going to tell you about how good God is. That's why everyone that seeks finds. That's why everyone that knocks the doors open. That's why everyone that asks receives. Because He's going to tell you how good God is. Okay? Because in verse 9 He says, Or what man is there of you... If his son asks for bread, his son. He goes right to the fatherhood of God. That's the heart of the Lord. That's, that's who he always wanted to be. That's who he always has been. He sent Jesus to make us sons again. Hallelujah. Amen? He sent his son to make us sons. Because that's, he has a family plan. He's a father. Fathers don't get that just because they have a kid. They get it because God's the original father. He's the Father of all fathers. And He puts it in us to love. Amen? And He loves everyone. And He says, if, if His Son asked for bread, would you give Him a stone? Or if your Son asked for a fish, would you give Him a serpent? If you then... Let me rephrase this so you don't feel so bad. Not being good... <laughs> right? If you not being good know how to give good gifts to your children or being evil... You know, some people say, I'm not evil. Well, you're not as good as God, okay? Can, can we go with that? You, you may be good, but you ain't as good as God. But by God, you are good. That's right. Glory to God. And He says, you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things unto them that ask Him? If you're looking for something besides good, don't look for it from God. Because good is what you get from God. You won't get bad. You won't get maybes. You won't get mites. You'll get good. You won't get sick. You won't get down. You won't get... No, you get good. Because He's a good Father and He knows how to give good things to those who ask Him. Who asks Him? The confident, the ones that know Him, the ones that believe in His love, the ones that, have, the ones that are raised together in Christ Jesus, the ones that know and know that He hears. That's the ones that get. What? The ones that ask Him. Isn't that what it said in 1 John 5? If anyone asks, it 
It's the same people. It's the same God. They're asking the God that only knows how to give good gifts. If you're asking the God that gets good gifts and you know who you are, you're His son or daughter, what's your chance of not getting your good gift? Zero. Less than zero. Amen? Because He's a good God. Amen? I mean, if you go to the top of that chapter, it starts talking about judging. It starts talking about pulling a speck out of your brother's eye. People say, what's that got to do with prayer? You know what? He didn't say don't pull the speck out of your brother's eye. He said don't judge your brother. He said get rid of yours so that you can see clearly to help your brother. God is about us helping one another. Amen? And everything in this chapter is about Him getting His goodness to you. And if you can help your brother that's got a speck in the eye get the good gift in chapter in verse 10, verse 11, then, then he'll, he'll, he, you can be the one pulling the speck out in verse 2 or 3, whatever it is. Amen? He's about people. And if you're not judging, you're in a position to ask. Why? Because you believe who you are. You believe who He is. You forgive. Right? People who forgive don't judge. Right? People say, yeah, you've got to get that big beam out of your eye. Yeah, but why are you getting rid of the big, big, big beam, guys? Why are you getting rid of it? So that you can see clearly to help someone else. It's not just getting rid of something. It's why you get rid of something. Why do we learn more about prayer? Why do we want to ask and receive? Because we care about other people. I want to get rid of the beam in my eye so I can get rid of the speck in theirs so they can see clearly to get the good gifts. Amen? God is... He desires for us to have His best here and now. And he, he has asked us to access that by asking, by believing, by receiving, by knocking, by seeking. He's asked us to do it this way. And he, he has a way for us to do it in such a way that it happens every time we do it. But we must have the confidence in who He is, in who He's made us to be, and then we will pray at a higher level. And then when I pray for somebody, they'll have what I've asked for. Amen? Because why? Because I love them. I love them the same way the Lord loves them. I want it for them just like He wants it for them. And when I pray, they access it through the love of God and they receive the things they did not have. Amen? Glory to God. Look at Hebrews 4. God's good, isn't He? Man, he's, he's teaching us. He's teaching us how we can be successful in every area of life and then help others succeed. Your success wasn't just for you. You, you got success so that you could reach up in front of you and, and help the next person succeed. Amen? God's, God's, God's stuff never stops. It never has an end. It goes from you to them to them to them and to them. And He's got a plan for it just to work that way. Amen? It's the way He operates. Because He loves every person in line. Oh, 
Oh, he's helping us, guys. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 4, verse 15. For we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Jesus knows who you are. He knows what your flesh is capable of. He knows, he knows everything about you. He knows what flesh is capable of. He knows its weaknesses. He knows its low points. He knows what it, what it can and won't do. He knows everything. Why? Because He became flesh and was tempted in all points like we are, yet never sinned. He also knows that you can be tempted and the, and the flesh cannot win. Amen? He also knows that there's a way out. He also knows that you can be tempted and not sin. He knows that you can make it. He knows that by the grace of God, if we stay, where Brother Moore said, low, amen, if we stay humble, if we don't say, well, I'll never do that. Well, that was Peter's huge mistake. And we've done it. I caught myself so many times since I learned that. Because you look at a situation and you say, well, that'll never happen to me. You know what? You have every capability of that happening to you. But by the grace of God, that'll never happen to you. That's what you say. You don't put yourself in a position you ought not be. You say, Lord, by the grace of God, I'll never do that to you. Lord, by the grace of God, you'll help me through those situations. By your grace, by your power, I'll, I'll overcome this. Yes, I, I, could, have been, I could have been them, but, but you gave me mercy and I wasn't. So now that I see it, by your grace, I'll never be that. Amen? Amen? Amen. It's pride to lift, your, lift up your head and say, that'll never happen to me. Yeah. People say, that's a good confession. That's not a good confession. Not when you're judging. What did what, what you have to do to say, to say that? You had to look at somebody else's situation and judge it. Now, it would be another thing if the devil put a thought in your head. But if you look at a person who's made a mistake, who's messed up, and you look at it and you say, hey, that will never happen to me, you better add by the grace of God at the end of your sentence real quick. Humble yourself and realize you could do it just as easy. But by the grace of God, you didn't. Amen? Yes. Amen? Back to the verse 15. He was, te- he was tempted at all points like we are, war- we are yet, with- yet was without sin. Verse 16. Let us, therefore. Why? Because He did this and He's shown us a better way. And He's our high priest. We don't need another high priest. We got the priest of all priests. We don't need one. We got a- he reigns forever. And He's forever making intercession for us at the right hand of the Father. And He says, because of all this, because I know who you are, because I know you can overcome, come boldly, come with confidence unto the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace. What are the two things that can't be overcome? Mercy and grace. You can't top them. Why? Because you never get what you deserve and you'll always have what you don't deserve. You can't top them. Well, I sinned. I deserve to go to hell. You don't get what you deserve. I'd sure like to go to heaven. Have it. Mercy, grace. Glory to God. That's what we get. And He says, come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help. 
Come boldly, confidently. Know who you are. Know who He's made you to be in Christ. Receive the things He has for you. Go back to 1 John 5. It's the same verse. When you come boldly, I used to have it right here. When when we come boldly, we have confidence. You don't come boldly unless you have confidence. The word interchanges. The word confidence means boldness. Amen? Strong's concordance. Glory to God. And it says, and this is the confidence. This is the boldness. This This is our access to the Father that we have in Him. Because Christ has made us to be righteous, we have access to the Father and we're confident in His love for us through Jesus Christ that if we ask anything according to His will, and why do you know you'll ask according to His will? You know the Father. Amen. Amen? Rick's known me for years. And he knows, if somebody came up to him and said, Dave did this, Dave, Dave, Dave knocked over a liquor store, took all the money and left, he, he would doubt that. Why? Because he knows me. Amen. When you know the Father, you know the Father's heart. Amen? Then you know His will and you have access to His will in the book. And you have the confidence that you are His Son and that He's looking to hear from you. He's sitting there and He's on the throne and He's saying, He's got His ear like this. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. What? Oh, Dave, Dave. Yeah, He's going to ask something? Why? Because He knows who I've made Him to be and I'm His Father and I desire Him to have it. He's getting ready to pray for somebody to be saved. He's getting ready to pray for somebody to be healed. He's getting ready to pray with somebody to gain peace, to have joy. He's getting ready to pray and believe. And I'll hear that prayer and He knows I'll hear it. And if He knows I'll hear it, He'll have what He's asked. Glory to God. Is that us? Are we the askers? Are they, we the ones that have the things we ask? Or are we the ones that say, Oh, you just never know. You just never know. You can ask and ask, but we don't know what God will do. The Word says we know exactly what He'll do. And if we'll believe it, we'll be it and we'll have it by faith in the grace of God. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can we pray better from that place of love? Can we pray better? Can we pray more confidently and in faith from that place that He's gave us in Christ Jesus? Thank you, Lord. He doesn't just see Dave praying. He sees Dave praying next to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Forever make an intercession. Glory to God. Glory to God. He says, that's my son Jesus. And that's my son Dave next to him. Oh, how about that? Glory to God. He's so good. He's so good. You got a song? He's a good.